five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. podcast on the internet all right that was the great wire <clears throat> with map reference how was everybody today oh i've got wire still playing give me a second here it's a different uh, song the peel sessions album of course wire uh one of the uh great underrated bands of the uh late 1970s, very influential. I'm rocking the Mastodon tooth today. Uh, very influential. Uh, noisy art pop, that's their best song. And there are people who are, are cult fanatics around Wire. And I, they have uh, three albums that uh, define their kind of defining period as a, as a band. And uh, most people are very into all three records. Although the album that I just played, which is I think 154, that's the name of the album is 154. Um, they think it's probably the, the best of the three wire records. Uh, Pink Chairs is very noisy. It's kind of a hard listen. That one, this album, 154, is a little more poppy. That's their best song, hands down, bar none. And I used to play that a lot on Blog Talk Radio. So we're uh, kind of resurrecting the Blog Talk days. How was everybody? Looks like we have a chat today. I did the exact same thing today that I did yesterday, and I don't know why we didn't have a chat. It's the Monday. It's the Monday scene. It's the Manic Monday operation. We got the uh, Astro Cat here with us, Jasper. How you doing, buddy? You taking a siesta? We had a lot of work to do today. Must be nice being a cat. Anyway, let me, uh, since I didn't get into chat yesterday, uh, let me get into chat today. And let's, uh, let's chat away, shall we? Let's see who we have. Ah, uh, yes, here we go. Here we go. We've got, uh, let's see, from the top of the hour, Empath, Christine. What's going on, Christine? Uh, friend, uh, and then she has asterisk friends. For a moment, I felt special there, Christine. Thomas in the house. Uh, let's see. How about a hay bale? Cheap, charming, very rural Texas. Yeah, I, yeah. The hay bale is kind of interesting. Maybe for outside. It's black. Yes, it is black, but classy. Yes, it is. Can you see it? You do what's best for your comfort. 
So, oh yeah, you guys can see it. Jasper cannot slide off the ends. Good, you can see it. Excellent. CC's here. Sony's here. The cool thing about this chat, Sony can show up. Wendy says, who else do we have here? Uh, Rue9, what's going on? Nice couch. Okay, you guys can see it. Cool. I'm getting some feedback. Uh, Miss Nakia, checking in. Hello there. Tondor, is this the chat to use? This is it for now. Robert, I like the couch bite. Okay, couch is getting a lot of good reviews here. Making coffee. I just had my coffee. Uh, let's see. So Kelly, let's see. So um, what's going on with her family? Um, bu -bu -bu -bu. I guess uh, is this her sister or her mother? They turned her P back up to eight percent. God, we're still dealing with this shit. I'm sorry, not you, Kelly, but just in general. Uh, Hucklebuck four eleven. There's my man Ryan. Good to see you again back here in chat. Let's see. I think it was, that was a disgusting skit on SNL. Uh, anyone else feel totally gaslit by all the happenings? I don't think you're alone, Fran. SNL hasn't been funny since 1980. Probably. I don't watch it anymore. It's just, it's, it's become... Nothing but a propaganda outlet. And anytime you get art, anytime art becomes polemic and becomes uh, connected to some kind of political ideology, it's no longer funny because you have to stay within the lane of the party lines. You can't get outside of the lane. You get outside of the lane and guess what happens? You get canceled. Comedy is supposed to be dangerous and irreverent, and there are no sacred cows in comedy. That's the way it always was. Johnny Carson, when he did The Tonight Show, he had no problem skewing Reagan, although he and Reagan were pretty good friends. He could skew Reagan a little bit. He wouldn't do it in a uh, cold-hearted or mean fashion, but he'd poke the bear a little bit. He definitely would poke Jerry Ford. He had no problem with that. Jerry Ford was uh, Jerry Ford was fat comic fodder, um, but yeah, anytime comedy becomes polemic and is slanted towards one side, it just it just stops being funny. It, it's sort of like the the echo chamber, the laughter echo chamber gets smaller and smaller, and the people and what happens is it becomes meaner and meaner. It just gets mean, right? It it, it 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 transforms from being satirical and um, sarcastic and um, you know parodical into just being mean. This is what happens when you have comedy that's crafted in that way, and it's just party party affiliated co uh, comedy. It's just not funny. All right. Who else do we have here? We got Tamara. Tamara's in the house. What's going on, Scrubbies? Nursing a pulled hamstring there. JJ Reine de Blanc. 
Oh, look at that. Prayers for you and your family. Kelly, yeah, for sure. The uh, heart beams broadcast far and wide. To everybody who's suffering right now. Beth Berry, good morning. Happy first day of March. It is Pisces season. Speaking of Pisces, Mr. Pisces rising, Maurice 100 hanging out. Oh, look, it's Scoobs, the cheeky one. We got a good, we got a good room today. James Pro, take it from your upholstery. The couch is cool. All right, that's a deal. That is a deal. We, I'm getting that couch. Miranda Couch, do you have anything to say about the couch? If Miranda Couch gives me a green light about the couch, I'm getting the couch. Because who better to determine the quality of the couch? Miranda couch. Ryan's into it. Comedy is dead. It's true. <laughs> one of these days, I'm not sure I'm going to play it today, but one of these days I'm going to play Springtime and Hitler from uh, the producers. The, I remember the first time I saw the producers, I thought it was the funniest fucking movie I'd ever seen. And I'm not talking about the Nathan Lane remake. I'm talking about the original producers with Mel Brooks Zero Mostel, uh, Carl Wright, who was who else was in it? Was, um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder was in it. Zero, uh, Zero Mostel and Dick Sean, uh, who played Lorenzo Saint Dubois, also known as LSD. Very funny. Springtime and Hitler. You couldn't do that now. Comedy is generational. That's so funny. I was having this discussion with uh, with Rue with Rue Nine about comedy. It was a very interesting discussion. He was into uh, Milton Berle and Milton Berle and drag. I never got drag. I never I never got drag comedy. And then it turned into this discussion about how comedy is subjective, and I totally agree with that because there are things that make me laugh that other people may not find funny. So it's been a long time since I've told this story and maybe some of you have been around. I think Ryan has probably heard this story because he's been around for a while, but I used to work at this restaurant in California a long time ago. I think it was around 20 or 26, maybe 26, I think. And I was uh, the maitre d' at this restaurant. I was, I was, completely underemployed by the way, but it was, it was a gig and I was living on the coast in California. And this is what you did if you wanted to live there. So I'm working at this restaurant and um, there was this bartender there named, named Bud. He was an older guy and he was from the East coast. He had thick, long silver hair, good head of hair, had thick glasses. Uh, he didn't drink. He was, he was old school. He was like an old school bartender from the East Coast. And this was a restaurant that had a, a big dining room. It also had another area where there was a bar, there was a stage, there were tables every now and then a band would come in and play. And uh, Bud was the, one of the bartenders there. And... I don't know what was going on with him. Maybe he was doing meds or something. He stopped taking his meds. I, I don't know. But one day he, he lost his shit. 
And it actually, <clears throat> it happened before the shift that I was working there on. So I didn't know he'd lost his shit. So it's before the shift and I'm kind of struggling financially. Like I said, I'm underemployed. Uh, by the way, the women in Ukraine behind me here. If you're watching the, the, the podcast, you can see it. If you're listening to the podcast, there are three lovely young women from Ukraine that are being projected behind me. So if you were here watching the live stream, you'd be able to see it. You'd be able to hang out in the chat room. You'd be able to chat. And it's okay. Some people can't do that. And that's why I post the uh, podcast version of the show here on the website. And I'm uh, being broadcast across a number of different networks. We have Spotify. We have iHeartRadio. We have iTunes. Uh, who else? Google, Amazon. So you can find the podcast on all these different places, which is great. So getting back to this restaurant story, it's before my shift. We're putting everything together. And I go to the restroom go to the bathroom, check my hair, wash my hands. And this guy's name is Bud. That's his real name, Bud. I, Bud is probably not even around anymore. This is a long time ago. And uh, Bud walks into the restroom. I have no idea that he's lost his mind. And he hands me a big fat wad of cash. And he says, hey, Robert, can you hang on to this and watch it for me? during my shift. I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. All right, bud, no problem. So here I am, I'm sitting, and I didn't even look at it, but I'm guessing that it's a bunch of hundred dollar bills. Like I probably could have peeled off at least half a dozen and he wouldn't have known. And clearly he didn't even know that I had that cash because I walked up to him at the end of the shift and I gave it back to him and he looked puzzled. He was like, oh, thanks. So then I got the backstory. And apparently he was kind of losing his mind, right? So he, and now Bud doesn't drink, but he started drinking. And I guess it was that night he was at the bar and he like had no filter. Absolutely no filter. <laughs> and he was telling like the people that worked at the restaurant, we had this one woman who was uh, the manager. We had, we had a couple managers. The guy in the kitchen, Kevin was great. I loved him. He was really great. And then there was this beautiful, lovely German woman who was one of the managers and she was, she was awesome. Her and Kevin eventually leave the restaurant and they start their own their own little restaurant business selling uh, those pasties, pasties, those turnovers that have savory little things inside of them. I don't know how well they did. They may have gone out of business. But the other manager was kind of hard and not entirely likable. So Kevin, not Kevin, uh, Bud says, <laughs> Bud started calling out all these people who worked at the restaurant. He's having this um, kind of network moment, right? Where Peter Finch's character kind of loses, he has that moment. And I think the woman's name was Felicia. And he started like, you're so full of shit. 
you're full of shit. You're just a fucking bitch, right? He starts like just unloading on this one and they know that he's lost his shit. So they kind of like give him a wide berth, but he just like unloads on all these people and other people that he likes. He's telling them how great they are. I mean, there's no filter. And so they're telling me this story and I'm, I'm finding it very funny. And then he starts buying drinks for all these people at the bar. Like he, he racked up like about a $200 bill at the bar. I, I, yeah, on me, on me, right? So he's buying all these drinks. And then they give him the bill at the end of the night and he puts the tip in, he put like $5,000 in for the tip and they couldn't do it, right? They couldn't cash his credit card. They couldn't, they couldn't run it out. You could, it's like, oh my God, he's just, we can't do that. We can't get a $5,000 tip from him. So they had to tear up his bill, right? And I, when they told me this, I thought it was just fucking hilarious. I thought it was like, he was kind of losing his mind, but I thought it was really funny. And it wasn't because I was making fun of him. I just, the whole idea that this man was losing his shit and being like completely raw, naked, honest, and then fucking with the system like that in his own way it was to me, it was uh, hilarious. And I, and, and there was a time when I, whenever I thought about it, I would, I would just break out in laughter. And I felt a little embarrassed because it's like, I wasn't really laughing at his expense. I was laughing because it was funny, right? It was like a scene from a movie. They, uh, well, they had to let Bud go because he just wasn't, he wasn't functional. So the, the next time I saw him two times after that, but not in the restaurant. One time I saw him, he was driving his, his car down the road and uh, the front of it was very muddy. Uh, it, and he had looked like a cracked windshield. And, and there was a, you know, the wiper blade and it looked like there was a, a branch stuck to the wiper blade. I'm going, what the fuck happened? Like he, it's like, looks like he had draw, driven off the road or something. I don't know what happened, but he's driving down. He's like Mr. Fucking Magoo driving down the road in this car, the cracked windshield, a muddy front and this branch sort of stuck to his wiper blade. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Things are getting very serious. And then the last time I saw him was um, he was at a bus stop in Pacifica. He was wearing a blue super shuttle jacket. So somehow he had managed to get his shit together and uh, go drive for super shuttle at the airport. And I guess he would take the bus to the airport and then drive his bus or drive the van and you know, pick people up. So there you go. The saga of Bud. Okay. Um, speaking of funny or not funny. So here's, here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you the, the lay of the land for the show. There's a reason why they got a guy on the phone. So I have targeted four hotels in Ukraine and I'm going to call all four of them. And we're going to find out what's happening in Ukraine. And hopefully, we'll get people that answer the phone. Hopefully, we'll get people that speak English. And hopefully, we'll be able to have a conversation. I'm going to tell them that uh, they're going to be on American radio, which in some ways is true, mostly. 
And uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what's happening there, right? We're gonna we're gonna take a few extra steps to see if there's a there there. So we're gonna do that today. We haven't made we haven't made any calls here in the show for a long time, but it's like let's let's practice some journalism. How about that? So we're gonna do that, and uh, hopefully we have some uh, good interactions. And who knows how it'll go? Maybe we'll. You know, they'll tell us how terrible it is and you know, people are on fire and buildings are burning and, or maybe they'll say there's nothing happening. We'll find out. We'll go right to the source today. Before we do that, there are a few little things I want to talk about, as always. Uh, last night on Twitter. So this reminded me of a conversation I had with Misaki. I think it was a few nights ago. And the conversation had to do with Stephen, Stephen King. And everything I've ever seen on Twitter about Stephen King or read from Stephen King about his political affiliation uh, is like just fucking dumb, just dumb. So let me show you. Let me show you the the Twitter feed, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about here. So this is his Twitter feed. He's got 6.6 million followers. How about that? Who does he follow? Now, I, have, I don't know who he's following. I haven't looked at this. But who is Stephen King following? Mike Flanagan, Joe Hill, Sadie Hartman, Paul Tremblay. It looks like a, a lot of writers. I guess it's the Writers Club, Linwood Barkley, Brian Keene, Joe Lansdale, Reverend Naomi King, Unitarian Universalist teacher, justice seeker, wheelchair user, yoga teacher, queer and gender queer, and lover of life. John Connolly, May Gardner, Russ Tamblin. Russ Tamblin was uh, in West Side Story. His daughter, uh, Amber, is a witch. Uh, Nate Silver, who is a... Um, doesn't he do things like uh, forecasting elections and he was wrong? Uh, let's see. He follows Kaylee McEnany, Horace Biden, Harris, Dan Rather. The Kaylee McEnany thing is weird. David Mitchell, lots of writers. He follows the Lincoln Project. Meta Witches. Well, that makes, uh, that makes sense. Now that we know that he's following... Why does he follow Amber Tamblin? Maybe he does. Uh, let's see. Mark Ruffalo. There's your uh, Mika Brzezinski, Joe Scarborough, Kaylee McEnany, 45 Archive. He's got a thing for Kaylee McEnany. Jim Acosta, Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer. Anybody interested? Judd Apatow, Rob Reiner. Color me surprised. Follows Elon Musk. Uh, Joyce Carol Oates, Annie Lamont, lots of writers. He follows lots of writers. Corey, he follows Corey Feldman. That's interesting. Carl Hyacin, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Golem Trump. Who else? Rachel Maddow, J.K. Rowling. Again, professional. It's a professional follow. Barack Obama, color me surprised. Stephen Colbert, Clyde Barker, Snopes. Samuel Jackson, 
He follows Obama twice. Ed Snowden. Oh, he follows Ed Snowden. That's interesting. Anybody else here? Mike Judge. David Ortiz. He's a big Red Sox fan. Um, anybody else? OVP Biden archived. John Cusack. Have you seen John Cusack lately? It looks like shit. Katie Seagal, blah, 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 blah. Margaret Atwood. Lots of, lots of, lots of authors. Neil Gaiman. Okay. So we've seen who he's following. Let me just show you his tweet. Okay. There he is. Uh, if you are listening, it's a picture of him standing in front of what looks like his library. Lots of books. He's got a baseball cap. He's got his hands on his hips. And he has a, I stand with Ukraine shirt on. For the first time in a long and infamous career, Putin looks stupid. It must come as a shock to him. But then he's got a, a David Pacman tweet of Zelensky, who's taking a photo op. It's just a fucking photo op, okay? He's got a... Uh, Flak jacket on with an ammo carrier. I don't see any ammo, by the way. Uh, he's got a helmet. It's a photo op. And then there's Ted Cruz going off to Cancun. And he's got all these, we support Ukraine pictures, blah, 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 blah. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because Stephen King, he's a great writer for the genre that he's in. Horror, suspense, a little bit of science fiction. I mean, he did write The Shining, which was turned into a movie that he didn't approve of, thank God. Stanley Kubrick played Kubrick with Stephen King's work, which was great. He wrote The Stand, which is a end-of-times dystopic sci-fi novel. I think maybe one of the best things he wrote. He wrote um, The Dead Zone, which was turned into a great movie. So he's, he's, he's written some iconic pieces of, of fiction. Didn't he do um, Firestarter? I think he did Firestarter too. He wrote Carrie. Like Stephen King has a fucking canon. He's like a modern version of Edgar Allan Poe without the opium addiction and the marriage to what his second cousin who was about 14 years old or some shit like that. So he's a, he's a, he's a great writer in that genre, but he, why is he so fucking dumb? Uh, this is what I was pondering this the other night, like politically he, he's, he's like a, he's like an SNL sketch sketch. There's not, he doesn't have anything outside the box. He just checks the box whatever the box is, anti-Trump, anti-Putin, you know, Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's just, it's just right down the line. So for somebody who is theoretically as smart as he is and as great a writer, his ability to think independently is completely atrophied. Now, I don't know where he was on the, the, the vaccine stuff. I don't know. I don't really care. But it's really one of the great paradoxes. I, I find it to be fascinating how somebody could be that talented and be such a dumb shit blows my mind. It's kind of a Zen cone to the 21st century. 
Like if there's going to be a political issue, you know where Stephen King's going to be on it. He's going to be just checking that left-hand side of the box. And now, you know, based on you just a brief sampling of his Twitter feed with the things that he's posted, you, you can tell that they've morphed this whole Trump thing into the Putin thing. It's like, okay, Trump's not around. We need a new Trump, and the new Trump is Putin. Putin's the new Trump. And if you have any kind of position other than the one to support Ukraine and the actor, imposter, president who's being portrayed as uh, Sylvester Stallone, it's like President Rambo. If you have any other opinion or belief besides that, guess what? You're a Putin lover. And if you're a Putin lover, you're a Trump lover, which means you're a Nazi. Because they're lining up all these memes now with Putin as Hitler. And you see how the game is working? They, they, just, they just morph the Trump meme into the Putin meme. They've linked the two together. Russia collusion. They just can't get any more blood out of the turnip Trump anymore. So they need a new turnip. And they need a new international turnip. And that international turnip is Putin. So they've just expanded, you know, their, their aperture of evil. And that's what CNN can do now. CNN can now cover Ukraine 24-7, Putin 24-7, and pump the ratings up. It's not all of it, but it's a big part of it. Significant part. Okay, um, yesterday I talked about Pete Santanello and how he did a video about Ukraine. I'm not going to play all of it. I'm going to play some of it because it's a, I think it's 11 minutes long. And it's interesting because the, the initial replies to his video, were, oh, I'll go through some of the comments on his video. Oh, Pete, we love you, Pete. Oh, we pray for you and your wife. Prayers to Ukraine and on and on and on and on. This guy's got close to a million followers subscribers on on youtube so he's got a pretty far and wide reach and he's created a lot of uh credibility empathy uh trust with his travel videos because he's gone into places like uh east la he's you know ridden in low riders with the chicanos uh he's been in uh uh let's see the brooklyn the Bronx, uh, in New York. He's been in Detroit, Haiti town. He's hung out with the Crips and the Bloods in LA. He's hung out with the Amish. Uh, he's hung out with Hasidic Jews. You know, so he's you know he's been into a lot of these different areas. He's hung out with the super rich in Beverly Hills, and so he's crossing a lot of cultural boundaries and borders. And the quality of his videos is quite good by the way he's using excellent equipment good editing really good editing he had a weird little logo there for a while i'm gonna show you his old logo he's changed it he had a weird logo and i'm not saying that the logo actually means something but if you understand logos and symbolisms you'll look at it you'll scratch it why the fuck does he have that logo anyway um so he had all this credibility and then he does this video on ukraine and 
initially the comments are very supportive and then the tone and the tenor of the comments changes. And I don't think he's done a video since then, but um, I decided to queue it up so you could watch a few minutes of it. So let me, uh, let me bring it up here. So this is uh, uh, P Peter San uh, Santanello. Uh, he's got 971,000 subscribers. So almost a million, I've subscribed to him. I'm not gonna unsubscribe to him. I just recently started following his channel. So there's my, there's my comment. <laughs> I guess you get to read my comment. Uh, so let's watch him just for a second. Here we go. Hello, everyone. My video is going to be different this week compared to my usual content. The situation in Ukraine, which is very close to me, is too big to ignore. I felt irresponsible trying to post something that was fun at this point in time. I want to address the situation. Many of you asked for a video about the topic. I lived in Ukraine for four years. My wife's Ukrainian. My in-laws currently live there. I have many friends there at the moment, some fighting the Russians, some in underground metro stations right now, avoiding bombs. Okay, why do, why do a lot of videos have that fucking jump cut? I'm sorry, if you're not watching, you're just hearing his voice. So I'll, I'll describe it to you. You see this jump cut, people will talk and then it stops and then there's a hard edit and they're talking again. It's like, what is up with the jump? Like when I was in video, when I was in video way back in the day, like you didn't want to do jump cuts, but now they're in vogue. Why can't somebody just fucking talk into a camera like I do without having to have a jump cut? I don't, I don't quite understand this. Is it, is it supposed to jar you? I mean, there's, is there some kind of neuro-linguistic programming algorithm with jump cuts? Or do they fuck up and say, oh, I got to stop that. I really want to say this. And I don't get it. I'm like, a, I'm pretty much a one-take one guy. Anyway, let me go back to Peter here. Sorry. Coming, others setting up Molotov cocktails. It's an insane situation at the moment. One disclaimer here. I'm not a journalist. I don't have a team of people doing that's fucking obvious search. What you're going to hear in this video is my opinions and experiences from living in Ukraine for four years and traveling the country extensively. My interest in history and geopolitics, by the way, to give you again, a visual picture of what we're looking at. Peter uh, is a uh, bald headed. He's got a little bit of facial stubble and in the background, uh, the uh, wall is gray. He's got a chest of drawers that are gray. His uh, looks like sweater. Maybe there's a hoodie in the back there is gray. There's a lot of gray going on here. The only thing that's not gray is the brown picture, the brown mirror frame in the background. So very gray. And just sharing my views with you, my audience, like all my content, take perspectives from different places. Don't just trust me 100%. I can be wrong on things. Here's where I currently stand. Literally people three nights ago, by the time you see this four nights ago, were in restaurants, dancing to live music, living normal lives. Now those same people, some of them my friends, 
are in bunkers, bomb shelters, avoiding very active fire right now in the capital of Kyiv. Nothing just randomly happens in the situation between Ukraine and Russia is long-lived. Uh, we have hundreds of years that have built up to this conflict, one might say. So I'm not going to give you a full geopolitical crash course. I'll just say a few things to give you some basic context. Ukraine became its own country in 1991 when the Soviet Union broke up. Ukraine's geography is cursed. It's, it's right in between Europe on one side and Russia. Okay, what he fails to... What he, what, Sorry about that. Somebody uh, was trying to, uh, God damn it. I hate that. Oh, brutal. Let me go back. Oh. Sorry about that. What he fails to talk about. On the other Hold invading on. armies have gone. He says you can't, Ukraine became its own country in 1991. He doesn't talk about the color revolutions. He doesn't talk about Euromaidan. He doesn't talk about Vicky Newland. He doesn't talk about any of that. None of it. He's just saying Ukraine became its own country in 1991. That's it. Let's just leave out $5 billion, George Soros. Uh, neocon influence, regime change. Let's just leave all that, conveniently leave all of that out, Pete. Just leave it out. Let's keep going. Gone back and forth throughout its long history. Lviv, a city in the West, has had five flags over it in the last 100 years. Maybe it was 110 years, but recently it's been under five different nationalities. Like many people, I thought Russia was going to invade its uh, favorable areas, the parts of Ukraine that are pro-Russian, Luhansk, Donetsk. Those are areas. And then they're within uh, provinces, Oblasti, uh, which take up more space. I got it totally wrong. Just like many people, even though U.S. intelligence was saying it was very likely Putin was going in for a U.S. intelligence was like, okay. That should be a flashing red neon sign here, U.S. intelligence. U.S. intelligence is only going to tell us what we, they want us to hear. Rarely are they going to share with us details that they don't want us to hear. So he's making another egregious error here by essentially buying into this idea of U.S. intelligence. Here we go. Full-on invasion. I didn't think it was going to happen. The Russians came in from all sides, from the north, from the south, from the east. I want to talk about a few main points here. Number one, nobody is going to help Ukraine in this fight, at least at the moment. The Poles aren't going to go in with boots on the ground. The Americans fatigued from 20 years in Afghanistan are not coming in to help. I don't see it happening in the near future. Of course, anything could change in this situation. What's happening is sanctions on Russia coming from all angles. So the international community trying to punish Russia. 
uh, arms will be sent into Ukraine. They're already starting. And funds, aid, will be sent in Ukraine. But this is really Ukraine's fight. Now, the difference between Ukraine and Russia in this fight is Ukraine has everything to lose. The Ukrainians know if the Russians lay down. So he just goes, he keeps going on and on about this. He basically says that the Ukrainians will kick the Russians' ass. And, and look at this. Watch this. Check this out. It has a lot of historical ties. So people have family members and, you know, they could live in Ukraine. He's talking about Malta. Ukrainian government, even on Facebook and Telegram and other channels, is showing how to make Molotov cocktails. The Slavic world has a lot of historic. So how, it's okay, they're, they're basically telling people how to make a Molotov cocktail. Like, how could that not go wrong? Like making a Molotov cocktail is really dangerous. Essentially, you know what it is, it's a bottle, it's got it's got alcohol in it. And when I say alcohol, it could have alcohol, it could have gasoline. It's something that's flammable. And then it's, you don't fill it up all the way. And then you put a, a rag in it, right? You soak the rag, you know, in some alcohol so that the rag burns. You light the rag. And the rag is part of it is submerged into the bottle. You throw it. And then it hits and it explodes and you have fire. Like, how could that not go wrong? He's promoting this idea that people should be making Molotov cocktails and tossing them around at the Russian soldiers. Okay, let's play this a little bit more. Historical ties. So people have family members in, you know, they could live in Ukraine, they have family members in Russia or vice versa, but they are different countries. There is definitely more of a freedom streak in Ukraine. The government doesn't have- Okay, that's completely false. Look at that look on his face. Ooh. That's completely false. It doesn't have more- I mean, it, Russia's heavy duty. It's not- I don't think Russia's a fun place to live. Remember when we did the astrological chart for Russia, it's a Capricorn country. They don't- Cap Capricorn places don't have a lot of fun. They're very formal. Texas is a Capricorn state. It's a very formal state. If, if you are respectful to other Texans, they'll be respectful back. It's a very Capricorn thing. Right? That's how Russia, when it flipped its script, it became a Capricorn country. Now, progressed, Russia is an Aquarian country. So its motivations are more Aquarian now than they are Capricorn. But let's be clear here now, Pete. Zelensky shut down seven independent media companies inside of uh, Ukraine because they were they were broadcasting ideas that were not what Zelensky and not what the uh, Victoria Newland Zionist led neocon government wanted them to broadcast. So it's not as cut and dry. It's not as free and easy as like, hey, Ukraine. I, I think there's probably more latitude with Ukraine to some degree if you're on the western uh, side of Ukraine. 
than maybe Russia. Russia can be a pretty hardcore place. There's no doubt about that. You know, Putin does not want the West or the or Western ideologies or Western ideas or Western social mores coming into his country. Pretty clear about that. You cannot teach anything about homosexuality or transgenderism or any of that stuff in Russia's schools. It's just not going to let it happen. And so what they've done is they've instituted a very hardcore top-down culture and environment in Russia in order to theoretically protect the people. And again, it's a long game. They're playing a long game. They're, they're playing one, two generations down the line. So when the rest of the world is rotting from the worm that they've swallowed that's inside of them, Russia's not going to be doing that. And it'll be capitalizing theoretically on their ability to cultivate a culture that is and has become immune to the depravity and the, and the immorality of the West. And I'm not saying there's not depravity in Russia. I'm sure there is. I'm sure, you know, they've got their own version of like porn and whatever, right? But it's different. It's not like they're teaching critical race theory inside of Russian schools. They're not. They're not. It's not like they're teaching intersectionality. It's not like there's 70 gender uh, varieties and types in Russia. There's not. They don't allow it. So there's, there's things that go along with that. And if you protest against things that the government is doing, it's not going to go well. So, so to that extent, like there is a hardcore top-down rule in Russia, and there's probably a reason why. I'm not necessarily defending it, but, you know, what are the other options in the world right now? I mean, look at China. Can you can you protest against the Chinese government, China? Fuck no. You'll get thrown in jail. Worse, they'll, they'll snatch your internal organs, and then they'll sell them. That's what they do. If you're too much of, a, of an issue in China, they'll just pick you up. They'll strap you down, they'll put you in a van, and they'll harvest your organs live. That's what they do. They harvest them on the way to the airport. And then they stick them in uh, super cold storage, and they put them on planes and off to the United States. And you're essentially getting a, a, an adrenochrome shock. There's no, they don't use any anesthetic when they remove these organs, okay? They don't. But nobody talks about that with China. Nobody talks about how what happens if you protest against the Chinese government. No, it's it's Putin who's the the the, the, the new Führer. And it's because he doesn't want the influence of this degraded and demoralized. Which, by the way, they helped create. I mean, let's just be honest with it. The Russians helped create the state of the union that we're living in right now. Go back and watch Yuri Bezminov. He, that's what he talks about. So I'm just trying to, this is what I believe is going on in Russia. And Pete is completely missing the boat here. So when, when he 
creates this feeling of goodwill, um, borderless cultures. And then he puts out a video like that with leaving big gaps in it. I have to wonder, is this guy a fucking plant? I don't want to, I don't, it's like, I don't want to think that there is, you know, there's a, a, a shill under, you know, you know, around every corner. It's kind of like the new version of the red scare and that we're all paranoid and we're like looking at people you're not in with us. Like it's kind of, that's like, like kind of cultic behavior. Really. If you look at the definition of cultic behavior, that's one of the definitions of cultic behavior by defining who's not in your group. So I don't really want to necessarily do that with him, but I have to begin to think about it because that's a really uninformed video for somebody who's been in 74 countries around the world. He says it, 74 countries. Who gets to go and travel through 74 countries and then return to the United States and then um, settle in Pacific Heights of all places? Let me show you one of his older videos. Now, I want to hear him. So I think he's got, he, this is a really weird look on his eyes, but I do shit like that sometimes too. Um, okay, so I think this is his new logo, which is interesting, like half, I think it's for Pete. I think that's the P, but there's this kind of duality going on there. I don't, I don't it's like, that's his new logo. It's better than his old logo. Let me show you his old logo. We go into his uh, his page here. Okay, so this is his. Um, <laughs> he has to use subtitles when he goes into uh, East New York projects. Let me show you his previous logo. It was kind of weird, right? That was his previous logo. Now, of course, uh, conspiracy train spotters will recognize that. That's a pedophile logo. I mean, if you go back and you look at all the logos that look like, quote, unquote, you know, pizza, Pizzagate logos, that's kind of a Pizzagate logo. And his name is Pete, right? Pizzagate, Pizza Gatekeeper. Again, I'm not trying to play Joe McCarthy here, but when you look at this, you have to wonder why he left so many blanks out of his video. Just a thought. Okay, we're going to change gears here. We're going to change gears. Uh, I'm going to change microphones. And what I'm going to try to do now is get some hotels in Ukraine on the line. We're going to call Ukraine and we're going to see what's happening. So let me, uh, let me change my microphone here so I can actually, right. So you're going to hear a difference in my voice. There's a reason because I'm going to stream from my computer with my ambient mic. Uh, it'll pick up. Well, let's try this. Let's see what happens. Maybe I don't have to do it. All right, so let me go into these pages where I have uh, these uh, hotels. So the first hotel I'm, I'm going to call here, let me give you an eyeball, is the Hotel uh, Kreshetik 
in Kiev. It's a fairly nice looking hotel. Look at this. Shades, little shades of Tartaria there. The room is a little gaudy, but I could live, I could live with it. I could stay there. Got a nice pool. Looks like it might be, oh, look at that bathroom. Decent bathroom. That room's a little okay. There's food there. So if you're watching, uh, if you're listening, let me let me describe this wonderful breakfast plate. We have two eggs sunny side up, which I like. Some potatoes, some roasted tomatoes, which I don't like. Looks like some very good bread and some possibly some uh, either blood orange or grapefruit juice there. It's a good looking uh, breakfast. Nice, comfortable chairs in the lobby. Ornate, old school European lobby, marble floors. Okay, that brings us back. So that gives you an idea. And let me, uh, I've got Skype fired up. Let me see if I can make this call here. All right. Uh, okay. I hope it figures out what I'm trying to do. Sometimes you have to put the country code into Skype. Let's see what happens. Okay. So I have to put in a country code. Let's do this. Uh, my bad. Go all the way to the end. There we go. All right. So let me uh, try this again. Let me clear this. All right. So try this. Here we go. Вибачте, але на вашому рахунку недостатньо коштів для здійснення дзвінка. Абонент, якого ви викликаєте, отримує повідомлення про виклик. Нас буде доступно 10 таких повідомлень. Поповнити рахунок без комісії можна у нашому додатку MyVodafone. Sorry, your account does not have enough funds to make the call. The caller you receive will receive a call notification. There are 10 such messages available today. You can top up your account without a fee in our MyVodafone application. Okay. Well, that's not a good start, is it? So why don't we try another hotel? 
Uh, this is the uh, Grand Hotel uh, in uh, Ukraine. This is in uh, Dnipro. Now, this is a lovely-looking hotel. Look at this. It's magical. The room is a little uh, very European-looking here, but it also looks very comfortable. Uh, the pool looks serviceable. It's an indoor pool, like modern bathroom with two sinks, nice shower, nice tub, an elegant ballroom, dining room. There's another view of the pool. It looks like they have a little fireplace in their pool. There's some very good-looking stairs. That's a weird photo. That's a very nice-looking bathroom there. Ah, here we go. There's their morning brunch line. Good-looking food. There's the lobby. Not as uh, chic as the uh, last hotel, but comfortable. Right? They really love this area in the pool. They keep showing this one off with the fireplace. Okay, so that gives you an idea as to the uh, Grand Hotel Ukraine. Why don't we again, why don't we try to give them a call and let's see what happens. Maybe we'll be able to uh, get somebody on the line there. Okay, let's try this. We may circle back to um, Kiev with another, uh, another hotel. All right, let's try this. Countries and regions. We'll go Ukraine again. And uh, let's see what's the number. Okay, here we go. Let's see what happens. Well, so far, we aren't having a whole lot of luck reaching these hotels, are we? We will get one. I promise you. Do three more rings here. And then maybe we'll move on to Odessa or, or uh, Kharkiv. I'm not even sure what time it is there right now. It might be, might be pretty late. That's the other thing. Okay, let's try another one. This is the Bristol. These hotels are pretty affordable too. You know, it, Ukraine looks like a place I should have gone to at some point in time. It looks pretty cool, actually. 
Okay. Nice looking place, right? We got a very nice hotel uh, pool here. Uh, they're putting some kind of um, uh, infusion in this cocktail. What is this, a roofie? Are they slipping you a roofie? Now it looks pretty cool. It's perfume. They've got, I guess they've got a perfume lounge there. This is a great old looking hotel. Gastronomic theater, act one. French cuisine from Jérôme Rigaud from the Yacht Club de Monaco. I, I bet that's not happening. They like showing off the bath. That's a really cool looking pool. These pools aren't big, but they're inside and it's almost like a, one of those horizon pools where you look out over the city, but it's indoors. Pretty cool stuff. Elegant looking room, old school. Nice looking hotel. Very nice looking hotel. Okay, let me go back to, hold on. Back here. Okay, let's call them up, see what happens. Maybe we'll get somebody there. And we'll circle back to another hotel in Kiev, just in case. All right, here we go. Call in Ukraine. And... Okay, they're not online. Well, that's interesting. All right, so who do we have left? We have the Palace Hotel in Kharkiv. Let's try them. And like I said, I'm going to circle back to uh, Kiev just in case. That one got sorted out very quickly, didn't it? This place is expensive based on uh, Ukrainian hotels. All right. Well, it does seem as though access for uh, hotels in Ukraine at this point is pretty limited. But uh, let's go back uh, to Kiev. Let's see if we can find another hotel here that might be able to, uh, the 10 best hotels. All right, here we go. I'm doggedly determined to speak to somebody. What about the Senator M M Maiden? The Senator Maiden. 
All right, that's on TripAdvisor. Let's see if I can just get to their website. They're in Ukraine. Let's do this. Let's see if we can come up with their phone number. So it's open 24 hours. It's another very lovely, stately looking motel. And uh, let's give them a try, see what happens. All right, here we go. Uh, hello, um, do you speak English? Hello? I hung up. I guess he didn't speak English. See, this is where speaking Ukrainian could come in handy. We did get an answer to a phone call, though. That's actually a really good sign. Listen here. I am dauntless, dauntless, doggedly determined to speak with somebody. So now we're gonna to go to the Hyatt Regency Kiev. All right, this is an international brand, an international hotel. And I'm gonna see if we can find somebody at the Hyatt Regency Kiev. Okay. This is on uh, Tarasoval, Tarasovai Street. Let's try it again. I am determined to reach at least one person. Now, we did make some headway in that last one. Unfortunately, he didn't want to talk to me. Uh, here we go. Let me do this. Let me do this before I do that. Let's do a Google Translate. Let's do this. So we're going to go uh, English. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to, uh, to, let's see, do they have Ukrainian? They do. Or enter text. Do you speak? I don't know. It'd be a, uh, I can't fucking understand this. Cyrillic. All right, let's go back to this. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the other option here. There's no way I can fucking speak Cyrillic. Okay, here we go. Let's try it again. The last four digits of the numbers one, two, three, four, sounding very corporate.
Uh, hello, is this the, the Hyatt Regency? No. Do you uh, do you speak English? Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, hi, my name is Robert, and I'm actually calling you from Texas in the United States, and um, we're doing a live radio show right now, and I just wanted to uh, reach out to somebody in Ukraine, and the best place that I could find is you and your hotel, and I'm wondering if you might be able to spend a minute or two just sharing with myself and my radio audience how things are in Kiev right now. Yes. Can you tell me how things are in Kiev right now? Do you have any, are there any Russian soldiers in the street? Right, but you but you get you get to go outside, right? How 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 do you feel? Do you feel do you feel safe or unsafe right now? Yeah, so how do you how do you feel? Are are you are you scared or do you feel safe? Oh, you are. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, it looks like a very nice hotel. Well, thank you for your time. All right, so we know that the hotel's open. Well, it's kind of open. I think it's probably closed now. But um, not a lot Not a lot of information. Very tight-lipped. Interesting. Ukrainian soldiers are in the streets. There we go. Shall we try one more? Let's go a different city. Let's do... Uh, Let's do hotels, Odessa. Let's go to Odessa. We'll do one more. At least she was uh, nice enough to talk to us. Let's see. Who's the best hotel? The 10 best hotels in Odessa. $14 a night. My God. What a deal. All right. We called the um, Hotel Bristol, didn't we? I think so. What time is it in Ukraine? Let's just find out. It's 6 p.m. there, so it's not too late. So they're closed. Hotels closed at 6 p.m. Interesting. 
Okay, let me uh, let me go back and find one more. Let's look at one more for uh, Odessa. What do, what do we have here? Uh, they have the Hotel California with an organic breakfast and lunch, sixty-six dollars. Um, uh, look at this place. So it looks like Odessa is a, a, a kind of a resort town. Check out this hotel. And why didn't I go to this place before? Look at this. Now get away. Here we go. And look at this. Check this place out. Isn't that nice? Oh, a nice family. Perched at the edge of their hot tub. They got robes for you in your bathroom. Nice looking bathroom. Ocean views. Very friendly staff. Very modern lobby. It's like a good looking hotel. Look at those cheeses on the cheese board. Get a massage there. Looks like they have some kind of Interesting massage equipment. Oh, she looks happy. The kids get to uh, watch TV and get their brains washed. This is a pretty cool place. Man. Happy family toasting with the breakfast orange juice by the pool. And you have servers that look like uh, sailors in shorts. Okay. Let's... Um, this will be the last one. Let's try to reach the Nemo. I like I like the name of this place already. We're in Pisces season, right? And we're calling the Nemo Hotel, which is by the beach. One more time. It's about the last. Uh, let's see what we have here. All right. At least she picked up the phone and talked with us. All right, here we go. Hotel Nemo. Reception. Yeah, hi. Um, do, do you speak English? No, I'm sorry. Uh, you, well, that's pretty good English. I'm calling from the United States, and I'd like to book a room. Is there anybody there who can uh, talk to me? No. No? Okay. Is there a time when I could call back? And I'm right? sorry. All right. Well, you have a very nice looking hotel. I'd like to visit there someday. A little awkward silence. All right. I'm going to try to find somebody who will actually talk to me. So between now and tomorrow, I'm going to make a few more phone calls and I'm going to try to find someone who can give me some insight as to what's happening in Ukraine. We did try. We did reach somebody. We did have a conversation. 
It was a very guarded conversation. But we had, now, what's interesting, here's what's interesting, is that you can actually get a phone call in. That's interesting. Because if they were going after infrastructure, they'd, they'd shut the phones down. So these hotels are open, theoretically, right? You get a call in for the most part, some of them we couldn't, but for the most part we could. And um, I'll try a few other places. I just wanna, I, I wanna understand, I wanna, I wanna see if we can actually speak to somebody. And if there's anybody that speaks Ukrainian who's listening to this show, Send me a, a text on uh, on Twitter. I actually have somebody on Twitter who might be able to help me. She's Russian. She lives in uh, Italy. She might be able to help me. Anyway, we're going to endeavor to shine a light on the Ukrainian situation all the way from the state of Texas. Okay, I think that just about does it for today's show. And uh, hopefully by this time tomorrow or even tomorrow, we'll have an actual conversation, either lined up or recorded. So I'll have something for you. I don't want you to feel like you're walking away empty handed here. But how many other shows are actually going out and trying to reach people in Ukraine so that you can actually have a real time conversation? Probably not many. At the very least, we gave it a shot. Okay, I think I'm gonna get the couch now you guys have you guys have spoken about the couch. It's going to be coming. Let me uh, just do a quick scan of some headlines here before we go. I just want to, because some, sometimes this happens. Sometimes I will uh, do a show and I'll go back and I'll look at some headlines and I go, shit, I could have talked about that on my show. Okay. Oh, look at that. Corey Feldman has a new music video. I wonder if Stephen King is going to promote it. Uh, let's see. Boris Johnson, the UK stands with the Ukraine. YouTube blocks Russian outlets RT and Sputnik across Europe effective immediately. Interesting. Oil's at $100 a barrel. That is not without uh, any kind of, that's, that's, how do I say this? That's not um, by happenstance. Uh, okay, there was something here. Uh, Steve Sisolak, he's the, uh, the governor of Nevada. He's a corrupt piece of shit. And um, <clears throat> it looks like somebody confronted him. at a restaurant, hold on. So it's a minute, 33 seconds. I hope this is worth it. I've, I haven't seen it before. I'm giving this to you raw, unfiltered, but this guy has been a complete tyrant in a shit bag ever since COVID started. So let's hope somebody lays into him. Here we go. Let's see what happens here. You're Steve Sisolak, right? It's amazing. 
I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. Sorry to hear that. You new world order traitor piece of shit bastard. You're in here without security? Woo! I want to second that. Yeah, you piece of shit. I'm surprised you have the balls to be out here in public, punk. Out here without a cop, out here without security? Woo! You got balls on you, boy. I'm not moving. Wait till we find all the money that flowed his way from the Oh, man. Yeah, hiding the hydroxy. Oh, you in trouble. Let's go. Yeah, you better get the fuck out of here, Sisolak. Probably a good idea to go somewhere else. Where's your security at, punk? Huh? Where's your, don't touch me, lady. Where's your security at? Huh? You want to sell us all down the river? You working for China, piece of shit? You fucking traitors. You, we should string you up by lamppost right now, pussy boy. Do you know what they do to traitors? They hang That's right, Patriot. I think it's awesome. You running into a Patriot now, huh? Huh? Where's your security at? I heard about you banging that little girl and then wrecking your car. Does she know about that? Huh, Steve? Mr. Sissy Lack? You treasonous, China-working, cock-sucking motherfucker. Where's your security at, bitch? Woo! You lucky I'm a law-abiding citizen. Woo! Because your daughter's with you, I'm going to leave you alone now. All right, how much time do we have left? I, I got enough to run that back. I have enough to run that back. Let's see it again. One more time. Let's rewind that. That was epic. So, okay, how much time do we have? I got, I got five, five minutes. What's up with the Chinese wife? I'm, I'm assuming she's Chinese. She looks Chinese. So is this the Mitch McConnell model? You hook him up with a younger Chinese wife, the concubine. She sets up a two-way deal between Nevada and China through her because Nevada is, is horrible, absolutely horrible. And this guy has alienated so many people in that state. That guy laid into him pretty good. And there were a few moments there where Sisolak looked like he was uh, he was scared. He was definitely on the uh, on the 
where is this going kind of side of things. And he that do you think he's going to go out with security from this point forward? I don't think so. He's right. The guy's luck. He's lucky that the guy is a law-abiding patriot. Because there's some places that would have beat the fuck out of him. Seriously. There are some parts of the world where he he would have gotten the fuck beat out of him. And he'd have to have security. Aren't you glad that I streamed or that I went through the news feed and um, sent you off with a little bit of uh, spicy schadenfreude? All right, that's it for today. Thanks for being here. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Of course, we'll probably have more to talk about. And hopefully, I'll be able to find somebody in Ukraine. Hey, at the very least, we, we did our part as citizen journalists to um, reach out to our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. All right, use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart too simple to what's possible. If you're listening to the podcast, you can join us live every day, Monday through Thursday at 15minutesofflame.com. And you can participate in our live chat. Uh, in the meantime, take good care and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.